Good morning. It's good to see you today. Man, it's going to be a fun afternoon. If you have not decided yet to, uh, to come to the church picnic, I hope that you will. It's a great way to get to know people. And uh, we're, we're uh, going to have a little competition uh, this afternoon. It's a game called Cornhole. If you're unfamiliar with it, maybe you know it as Bags or some other nondescript name. And... Um, but we're going to have a great time today, so uh, you better get your competition uh, face on for that. Uh, the message that I'm sharing today is called Reconnect, and it's, it's, um, it's closing out this series called Beyond the 52. And <clears throat> the word connect is, a, is just a huge buzzword in our culture. And, and um, I, I'm, I'm a dad, <clears throat> and, and my... My, I have two adult children and one teenage child, and <clears throat> when you talk to that teenage child, um, and he's going to go over to his friend's house, why do you want to go over to your friend's house? Well, we just haven't been able to connect in a long time. Like, man, I just, I, I can't believe that kids talk like that today, and I don't think it's just mine, but that word is such, I mean, they've lived up with, they've lived their whole lives with the idea of connection. A guy named Stan Garfield talked about 10 different types of people connections. There's organizations. Um, there are teams. I love teams. We have a church softball team. Um, and we, we just found out that we won the regular season, um, eight and two. And, um, <clears throat> I'm pro- and we got a lot, of kid, a lot of guys that they have not played ball. We, got, we have two young ladies that have played with us this year. Um, and, and we have lots, of, I mean, it's so much fun and they're not all ball players. They're just, they're just guys and, and gals and a lot of fun. I love teams. I love competition. Um, and, uh, so that's a lot of fun. Social networking, you know, um, you, uh, you know, I, 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 I like social networking. I, you know, I think it's, it's a fun way to to stay connected with people. I have a friend of mine in Montana, well, actually in California, who also lives in Montana, but, um, but he's in California and was in the hospital uh, and, and his wife was completely freaking out. I'm able to reach out to him and to her because of social media instantly. There is no lag time. Everything is now. Um, it's a great way of, of connecting. <clears throat> There's just the idea of community. Um, there's knowledge-based networks. There's interest and event-based uh, connections. There's attributes and achievement-based uh, things. Um, you know, talking about teams, the Olympics have started. You know, I, I, I really don't care about rowing, okay? But if it's every four years and there's an Olympic, uh, an American in the event, I'm watching. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I'm sorry. Uh, that's, that's me. That's who I am. Um, and and I, I, I was talking with somebody um, before the first service, and we were talking about kids. I asked how his kids were. I haven't seen him in a while. And he said, yeah, they're both out of the house. I'm finally free. And, and, and we realized, you know, you, you realize you're getting old, you know, that, that you're, you're just, you're getting older. <clears throat> and, and as I was writing this message, thinking about connecting and connect, I grew up in the era where the only thing we connected was the dots, Think about it. There were books that you got as a kid when you went on vacation, and those books had 
just a bunch of connect the dots so that the picture would magically appear to you after a few minutes and your parents were so desperate for you to spend those few minutes to actually draw the line between the dots. That's how old I am. Connect the dots was, I won't say it was new, but it was still a thing. But uh, today I want to look at four different ways that, not just to connect, but I want to say reconnect. And I, I think it has to happen outside of the 52. You know, I love Sundays. I do. I love connecting with people. I love, I, you know, uh, unless you've lived, you know, I, this past, you know, 16 months, I don't think you get it. But in between services, it's just like food for my soul to watch people sitting and fellowshipping with each other. It, I'm not kidding you. I'm, I'm affected by watching it. Donna, thank you, you and your team, for providing snacks and stuff. Oh. Just, to, just to see people, to see a kid try to sneak a second cookie, I, it just, just brings joy to my soul, you know? Um, but, but it needs to happen outside. Even though Sunday is important, it has to happen outside of the 52, beyond the 52. That's the whole point of the series, if you haven't got that, you know, surprise. Um, but number one is we need to reconnect with Jesus. And I'm not trying to be trite. I'm, I'm, trying, to be, I'm trying to be dead serious. We need to reconnect with Jesus. And so I'll ask you this question. Are you connected to Jesus? Don't tell me about a day 50 years ago. Are you connected to him now? You know, I think we, we often think about Jesus as an experience that we had X number of years ago. Are you connected to him now? Do you know that you're connected to him now? There's, there's, a, there's a feeling that comes with being connected with Jesus. It's not all about feelings, but there is a feeling that comes with it. There's, there's a peace that comes with it. There's a joy that comes with it. There, there's lots of good things. That doesn't mean you don't ever have difficulties, but something happens when we're connected to him. And, and maybe we need to ask ourselves, maybe I need to reconnect with Jesus. How do I do that? Well, the first thing that you need to do, I'm going to give you a couple of things here in reconnecting with Jesus. First thing that we need to do and this is not a popular word today. In fact, I would say in our culture today, this is a very unpopular word, we need to repent. Repentance means that there must be sin. And we don't like to think of ourselves as sin, sinners, okay? But the reality is, and I don't care how old you are, I don't care what generation you come from. I don't think anybody likes to think of themselves in, the terms, in terms of being a sinner. But we sin. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And for us to reconnect with Jesus, it begins with repentance. Reconnecting denotes previous connection. And, and, and you might have been a Christian for 50 years and you might need to repent today. Because that's just, that's the human condition. When's the last time that you stopped in your tracks and said, Father, I repent of my sin and knew what sin you were talking about? When's the last time we did that? In order to connect with Jesus, we need, we need, because 
In order to connect, we have to begin with repentance. Revelation chapter two, verses four and five. And I, I want to remind you, this was written to the church, okay? John wrote the book of Revelation. The angel is speaking and he's speaking over the churches of Asia Minor. And here's what he says about the church at Laodicea, chapter two, verses four and five. He said, yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. This is the church he's speaking to now. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. They needed to reconnect. And they needed to reconnect through repentance. Without repentance, there can be no reconnection. It's not a one-time thing that when we get saved, we repent. Father, I acknowledge my need of you. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. That's not a one-time event. In fact, Acts chapter 3, verse 19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. He's not talking about the one time you prayed when you got saved. He's talking about an ongoing, reoccurring thing. We need to repent because we are humans we have a sinful nature and we sin therefore we need to repent and when we don't repent it impacts our connection to God we need to repent number two is we need to remain so we, we need to repent in order to have this connection with Jesus this reconnection we need to remain now I remember, not the earliest days of the internet, I was so, I was in, a, in the earliest days of the internet, I was in a town that was so small that I, you know, nobody, nobody had internet, nobody had anything like that. Um, I remember when the church office uh, first got internet, and, and all I wanted to do was be able to make posters. That's the only thing as a youth pastor that I needed to be able to do. And I can remember, Don, I can still remember the logon information. Copycon Wagbat. What does that mean? I have no idea. Brian, I, you love DOS, right? You love DOS. Brian is a DOS man. I have no idea what this stuff is. No, I, I just wanted to be able to make a poster. That's all I wanted to be able to do. Do you remember the sound when you turned on the internet? Do you remember that aggravating noise that it made? Okay, if you don't remember that, I forgive you for being younger than me by a long way. But that, if, if you were, if you were, okay, <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble here right now, but I won't do it. Lord, I won't do it. If you were charged with the responsibility, hey, we're starting this thing called the World Wide Web, and we need a sound, okay, that when people log on, they know that, that they're, they're on the Internet, you know, so you create a sound. That person should be fired, okay? That's the worst sound ever created but you remember that sound. And you remember how at it, when it would get to that, that, it's not even a ding. It's so bad. And finally, you would realize, I'm on. I'm, I got the whole world at my disposal right now. And you're like, what do I have to do? 
I got to check my email, first of all. Then I got to send my emails. And everything cost back then. So you had to log off as fast as you possibly could. Okay? That, that, was, the, that was being connected, okay, to the internet. That was, and, and now, and now, we, if, if we're not connected, we're mad. We're frustrated. We went on vacation here, uh, we just got back a few days ago. Can I, can I let you in on a secret? There's 5G out there. There's, there's actually 5G. You don't need Wi-Fi. You just walk around and you're like, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I can, I can do whatever. I, I'm just, oh, man, I Google. You know, you're just like, Siri, you're just, anybody you want to talk, you know, you just, you just have it. You're connected all the time. And we want to be connected all the time. I, I use my phone as my alarm clock. I'm sure many of you do also. My phone is connected at my bedside. It's on all night long, and it's connected to the Internet all night long. If you pick up your phone and you look at it and you don't have a connection, you're mad. You're frustrated. Why? We want to be connected. We want to be connected. We want to stay connected. As believers, we need to remain connected with Jesus. Here's how Jesus said it, John chapter 15, verse 5. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. In other words, if you stay connected to me, apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. You see, Jesus and staying connected, Jesus is not a Sunday morning thing. In America, we have dumbed down Jesus to a Sunday morning thing. 52 weeks a year, Jesus, you're on. I'm going to give you an hour. And, and, and that's not how it works. If we're going to stay connected to Jesus, if we're going to reconnect with him, we need to remain in him. It's something that needs to be constant. We need to walk with him and talk with him on a daily basis. So let's get back to this idea of reconnecting now. The second thing that I think we need to reconnect with is God's word. Five million copies of the Bible have been sold. The Bible is the most printed it's the most researched. It's the most historically um, scrutinized. It, it, it is a book like there is none other on the face of the earth, okay? This book. You cannot find a book that has been written in more languages. You can't find a book that has been, has been looked at so closely and examined so thoroughly by skeptics as the Bible, Period. I don't care what you think of it. Those things are factual. The Bible has sold over 5 billion copies. George Barna, his research company, studies the Bible habits of people. And, and Barna says that right now about a third of Americans say that they read the Bible at least once a month. There's also this, or once a week. There's also this thing called the halo effect. 
and Americans think they're much better than they actually are. <laughs> you don't have to make eye contact with me. It's okay. I understand. So if you have the Bible app, which I do, and I think a lot of people do, you get that verse of the day that pops up, and you're like, oh, and you read that verse, and you're like, oh, I'm done for the week. That's, that, 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 that's, that qualifies, yep, I read the Bible once a week. A few years ago, 2009, that number was not 33%, that number was 46%. Barna expects that in the next five years, as baby boomers begin to age out of our population, that that number's going to go down drastically. Less and less people will be having any contact with the scripture, with the word of God. So how do we connect with God's word? It, it can't just happen on Sundays. I have people that count they count how many verses I read on Sunday. I'll come off the, the platform and they'll say, man, that was a great message you used. I'll just pick a number. You, pick, you used 12 scriptures. That's great. Now, the person that says it to me, I know that, 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 that Sunday's not the only day that they, they read it, but, but they're just commenting on it because they like that, okay? Um, if you're weak, if those 12 scriptures are your scriptures for the week, then that's all you're getting, okay? And it's coming from me. And you're trusting me to hear from God on behalf of you. That's all you're getting. Is it possible to really connect in that amount of time with God's word? And I would say that it's, it's really not possible for us to do that. So how can we connect? The first thing that we need to do is we need to meditate on it. Joshua says it this way, Joshua chapter 1, keep this book of the law. That, he's talking about the Old Testament law of Moses that they had. Always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. I, I, that's the rest of the verse. I'm not talking about prosperity. I'm talking about meditating on God's word. Joshua mentions three things. Speak it, think it, and obey it. Obviously, God desires us to obey it. How do we get to the place where we obey it? We need to first be able to speak it and think it. How does that happen? When we read it, if we read it out loud, we're speaking it. If we read it to ourselves, we are thinking it, and that is the beginning part of the process in order to get to the place where we can meditate on it, where we can think about it over a more drawn-out period of time. The Word of God needs to fill our hearts and our minds. The word meditate is the same word that farmers would use for ruminate. I love farmers. I, 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 I'm a farmer magnet. Okay, I can find a farmer just about anywhere. We're on vacation. I love hotel breakfast time. You know, it's great. You get up, you get your, your waffle. I got to have a waffle. When, if they got a waffle maker, I have to make a waffle, okay? And, and people, I just want to start up a, hey, my name's Kevin. Where are you from? You know, and, and I, this trip ran into a farmer from Alaska who, I didn't know you could farm in Alaska. I did not know that it was possible. 
And, and so I strike up a conversation, you know, uh, uh, about, about farming. When you hear the word meditate, it's the same word as ruminate, which is a farming term. It's an agricultural term. It's talking about cows. I love cows. I milked cows as a kid. Ruminate, a cow has four stomachs. And they, they eat grass, they eat alfalfa, they eat corn, they eat whatever they're going to have, and it goes into that first stomach, and then they go away from the feed trough, they lay down, they do whatever cows do, and you notice they're always still chewing. Because that first stomach comes back up into their mouth, I know it sounds gross, please forgive me, and they chew it again. We call it chewing their cud. Okay, they're ruminating. It's coming up again. That's the word meditate. It needs to come, you, you take it in, but then it comes up again so that you're getting, the way the cow does, more benefits out of it again and again because it's, it's, it's taking more time. They're getting more benefit out of it. We need to digest, we need to chew on God's word. The second thing we need to do is memorize it. Uh, Psalm 119, starting at verse 9, going through 11, and then 15 to 16, it says, How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? I will seek, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I'm ruminating. It's coming up again and again. I'm, I'm meditating on it. I'm, I'm internalizing it. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Well, let me tell you something. The, the Memorizing the Bible, and when people have memorized big portions of Scripture, it is awesome or when they just know a lot of scriptures. It's incredible. But memorizing the Bible alone does not cure our spiritual ails. It does not save us. If it did, Paul would not have written Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, where he said it's by grace we're saved through faith and not of works so that no man can boast. It doesn't save us, but it, it does strengthen our spiritual being. It can keep us from sin. It strengthens us, but we've got to get it internalized. And one of the ways to do that is to memorize God's word. It helps keep us on track. Number three, we need to make a standing appointment. <clears throat> David in Psalm 63, he said, early in the morning, will I rise up and seek you? That's not a popular verse. First of all, some of us just don't like to get up early. But early in the morning, it's a, it's a right, David, had a, David had a morning appointment with God. In Acts 2, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles' teaching about Jesus and about righteousness became most of the New Testament for us. They, they devoted themselves to it. It was a regular occurrence. It said they met together in the temple courts daily. Why? To continue to devote themselves to the apostles' teaching. We need to have a standing appointment with God. In his new book, Winning the War in Your Mind, Craig Groeschel, he talks about when, when you want to, 
to uh, change something in your mind. You have to create a new neural pathway. And what you have to do is you have to do something over and over, and it seems very hard and very uncomfortable and very unnatural. But you, you continue to do it over and over again, and you are literally creating a new neural pathway in your brain. AJ, you can... You can Okay, all right. Thank you. I'm just checking with the, the head of the psychology department at Northern. You know, he says, I'm all right. I'm on good ground. You create a new neural pathway. I, as I'm talking, okay, the Olympics are on. Uh, I'm a sports guy. I'm right-handed, okay? I couldn't bat left-handed to save my life. But I could learn to. But I'd have to do it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Why? I would need to burn into my brain a new neural pathway and teach my muscles how to do something. We can, when we approach God's word on a continual basis, we will create new... You you get up in the morning, you're like, man, I didn't even think about reading my Bible today. But yet when you begin to do it, all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, hey, I need to read my Bible today. Why? Because you've begun to create that new neural pathway in your mind. We need to have a standing appointment with God. So reconnecting. We need to reconnect with Jesus. We need to reconnect with God's word. We need to reconnect with our mission as the church, as the body of Christ. Let me ask you a question. Why are you alive? Why are you alive? What is your purpose? Why did God create you? Most of us don't think that out loud very often. Having had cardiac arrests, having been told that I was dead, that through CPR, my heart was restarted. Through CPR and a really powerful AED that brought me off the floor, my heart started again. I've thought to myself, Why am I still here? Why did God keep me around? He must have a purpose for me. Each one of you, that that is true. God has a purpose. God has, has a plan. You have unique giftings and talents and abilities that others do not have that God desires to use for his glory. That is what God is doing with us. That's part of his purpose, his plan for our lives. And as the the church and as believers, God has a purpose. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus said, I came to serve and not to be served. Jesus said that we needed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Jesus said we need to love our neighbor as ourselves. We have been given a purpose. The Bible says that we should go into all the world and preach the gospel. We should make disciples of all men. We have a purpose. We need to reconnect with that purpose. And and the, 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 the process of reconnecting, this act of reconnecting, it's not easy. It starts out hard and uncomfortable. But the more we engage in it, the more it begins to develop in us. Are you 
connected to the mission. And number four, we need to reconnect with other believers, and here's a parenthesis that I have to add, for the purpose of spiritual growth. Church is not about showing up on Sunday and just, just being there. It's not what, that's not what this is all about. This is all about growing in Jesus Christ, growing in our faith, growing in our walk with God. It's about connecting with Jesus. It's about connecting with his word. It's about connecting with other people so that we will grow in our faith in Jesus Christ. I think the worst part of the last 16 months has been the feeling of disconnectedness. You remember when everybody had masks on? You remember that? And you weren't supposed to shake hands? You weren't supposed to, you know, hug people? All right, I'm wearing a mask, but I'm not, I'm not going to stop shaking hands and hugging people. You know, I, it just, I'm, so, I, we, we were just dying for a sense of, of connection, okay? And, and physical connection is important. Studies have proven the importance of physical connection. But the kind of connection that I'm talking about is for the, the purpose of spiritual growth. Now, I love, I love social connection. I do. I love it. Vince and I, we go, we go out for ice cream. We got a thing for ice cream. And we talk. And it's fun. Okay, that's just what we do. And, and it fills, it, and, and we're in a small group together too. And we challenge each other spiritually and we speak into each other's lives. It's not for ice cream, okay? There's spiritual growth that needs to take place in our lives. And we need other people. The Bible says uh, that, that as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. There is something that happens in the context of relationship that cannot happen elsewhere. The Bible is extremely clear about that. Let me tell you what Martin Luther said. I, I love this. This is a fantastic quote. He said, at home, in my home, there's no warmth or vigor in me. But in the church, when the multitude is gathered, a fire is kindled in my heart and it breaks its way through. He is describing what happens to us when we get together and we have fellowship with one another. And when we're iron sharpening iron, that's what happens. And it doesn't happen at home. It happens with other people. And it needs to be specifically for the cause of growing in our faith in Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Proverbs says that a brother is born for a time of adversity. I used to think that that time of adversity was my adversity and they were the source. Because I had two of them, and they were a big pain in my side, in my neck. Pick a spot. They were a pain. What that really means is a brother is born to help you through your time of adversity. It's not that they're the source of your adversity. 
and I talk to them on the phone and they sharpen me and I sharpen them. And the harder stuff we're going through, the sharper and the more definite the sharpening becomes. Are you connected? We need to reconnect with Jesus. We need to reconnect with the Word of God, our mission. We need to reconnect with the body of Christ in order to grow. <clears throat> if you've been a part of any of our Feeding America events, um, thank you. If you've not, I want to encourage you to come. They're, they're, it's so amazing to, to be part of them. It just... It's, it's out of this world. We've had a couple times where um, we, we have people that have come and they're in their cars and their battery dies. And we push them through the line because we haven't figured out the problem yet. Sometimes we got the hood open. We got four or five guys leaning over the, you know, the engine and they're, 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 they're just trying to figure it out. What is it, you know? Oh, it's probably the alternator, you know. They're just trying to figure it out, you know. They're, 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 they're wiggling the wires. I have, never, I have never found a car where the battery wire was so loose that it just didn't start. I've never found that ever, okay. They, maybe it's just a bad battery. I mean, maybe they were running, you know, the, the radio and stuff in the car and the car wasn't running. Maybe they just rained it down. I don't know. But sometimes... Sometimes corrosion builds up on the, the battery posts. And, and it, it, it really impacts that connection between the battery post, the battery, and the, the, the cable that goes on it so your car doesn't actually get the juice. And I think life produces a lot of corrosion on us. It just does. And it's working against that connection between us and Jesus, us and his word. It's just, it's just working against us. And I just want us to, to say, you know what? I want to reconnect with Jesus. I want to reconnect with his word. I want to reconnect with the mission that Jesus gave us. I want to reconnect with other people so that I can grow in my faith. This has been a tough 16 months. I'm really glad. I, we're not, if anybody goes on the, on the website, they'll hear this version of the message, but the one that we preached earlier today was the one that was uh, live streamed. But I'm, I'm glad I get this moment, just a little bit more freedom and transparency. But this last 16 months has been corrosive in our, in our to the church in America. It's been corrosive. And I want us to reconnect. I want us to reconnect with Jesus and reconnect with each other and reconnect with his word, reconnect with the mission. Let's pray. And, and as we do, just shut yourself in with God. And here's, here's what I'm going to ask you. If you feel, and only the Holy Spirit can, can speak this to you. I can't speak this to you. This has to be the Holy Spirit. But but are you feeling right now like there's this, this voice inside your head that you're going to have to acknowledge as God is just saying, you know what, we need to reconnect. And, and maybe it's been a nagging thing that's been happening in your mind over the last 20 minutes or so. And, 
and you just, you, you've, you've kind of been undecided and, 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 and it's still there. Only you can say yes to it, but that's the Holy Spirit. And if you'd like to say yes to that, I want to pray for you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm, I just want to pray for you. So I'm just going to invite you, if, that, if that's you, slip your hand up so that I know, so that I can pray for you. Yes. You can put it down. Any, yes. Anybody else? Just If that's you, just slip your hand up so that I, yes. Anybody else before we, before we pray? I'm so glad the Holy Spirit works. Father, I just come to you and I, I pray that we would reconnect with Jesus, that we would reconnect with your word, that we would reconnect with your, your mission and your purpose, that we would reconnect with other believers that can encourage us to grow in our faith in Jesus Christ. Father, I, I thank you today that as your word has been declared, that there are those that say, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me that I need to reconnect with you. Father, I pray that right now where they sit in their own heart, in their own mind, that they will reach out to you and say, yes, God, I say yes to that reconnection. I say yes to it, and I've been given the understanding of how I can go about doing that. And Father, I pray that as they sit right there in their seats and as they, they walk through a process of, 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 of recommitting their own hearts to you, Father, I pray, move by your Holy Spirit and draw them. Your word says that as we draw near to you, you draw near to us. So Father, I thank you that you're already moving, you're already working. And I pray that they will begin to feel that connection in a new, incredible way. In Jesus' name.